Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on lastpodcastmerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space. And of course, plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com. Thank you. What's going on, Brighter Side fans? Ed Larson here, and I want to tell you about my movie. I'm coming with my movie to Studio 35 Cinema and Draft House in Columbus, Ohio, on July 2nd. That's a Friday, 11 p.m. I know it's late, okay? But after the movie, Travis Irvine and I are going to do a talk back, uh, and it's going to be moderated by Morgan Harper. So come check us out. And after the movie, we'll get some beers. We'll hang out. We'll have a good time. That's what people do in Ohio, right? All right. So hang on, sloopy, you animals. And I'll see you at the show. Also, uh, before we keep going, I want to give a special shout out for Amber's new podcast, Someplace Underneath, that she does with Natalie Jean. It's badass. Uh, You got to check it out. Uh, So uh, Amber, take it away. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome to the bar. Come on down. We got half off drinks and full on women. Mm-mm. You want a margarita with that smile? Of course you do. Silly, silly Tuesdays want you to come down for a beer shot special. Turn that frown upside down. You could even watch porn on your phone and show the bartender. Boom, boom, boom. It's a bar, baby. Everybody's looking to mingle or don't talk to me and get out of my way because I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Hachimachi. <laughs> Let's all go to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Now, we're, Amber and I wanted to talk about something we love and something that's coming back into our lives. And that's bars. That is bars. Good old-fashioned bars. We got all kind of bars. We got swanky bars. We got dive bars. We got a Taco Tuesday kind of bar where you get maybe a watered-down margarita with a little t- for like a little bit. You Sports know. bars. Sports bars. Those are always fun, but also can be horrible real fast. I mean, yeah, as a woman, sports bars 
are my ninth circle of hell. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate them. I'm glad they're there. And if I had a boyfriend that loved him, I want him to go down to the sports bar and be with his bros and like cheer on the game. Yeah. But like me eating fried food, screaming with a pitcher of beer, no. No, yeah, I want never, rose. You're not in the sports. No, I want like tarot cards and rose water and absinthe. You know what I mean? That's an expensive bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, bars. I miss sport working in a bar so much, uh, but obviously, uh, I'm glad I don't because it's uh, inevitably going to save my life. Yeah, it, w- it would have. It was going to kill me. I yeah. was on a path that it was going to kill me. You make a lot of money yeah, as a bartender, um, but I would always say. If you want to work in the service industry or work at a bar, you got to do three things. One is that can't be your only thing. Mm-hmm. You got to be going to school. You got to be having a hobby that you want to pursue one day and have as your career. Yeah. Because uh, if you just wake up and then keep bartending, you're going to fucking die. Uh, two, you got to be comfortable with people saying the worst possible stuff to your face. Oh my God. People are awful. Horrible. Human beings need to be beaten. So mean. <laughs> just beaten. And the third one, I forget what the third one is. Oh, like take care of your health. Yes. Save the money. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah, I was, a, as everyone knows, I was a, a chef at, a, at the Village Poor House uh, for many years and re- became bar manager. I bartended a couple shifts there. But it is a heavy drinking life. And that Ooh. was in the East Village. We were the most popular bar in the East Village. We sold, ever tell you about this? We sold the second most Bud Light in Manhattan. Whoa. Number one was Madison Square Garden. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were, That is a lot. Yeah, we went crazy. And New York is a big drinking culture. Yes, huge drinking culture. No one drives. No one drives. And it's so cold, you got to warm up. You don't oh. want to go home. You go to the bar. I would blow so much money at a bar. And like I would be like, therapy, I don't fucking need that. Piss posh. And then would go spend $100 <laughs> at a bar. I could have paid someone to like listen to my problems oh my god when i find a decent bar with a four dollar budweiser i i don't ever go anywhere else yeah i just sit right i have my stool yeah (laughs) just sit right there i always tell bartender like bars they should have a four dollar option yeah because there's going to be parties and people want to go and support their friends that had a birthday but they don't have money yeah and you're either going to sell one eight dollar beer or five four dollars that's exactly so what like what do you you know what's what do you what's the goal here yeah you're gonna make more money with cheaper beers yeah no and I, I always stood by that we always had a good option a good cheap option uh I wrote some jokes did you write some jokes yeah it's fitting they call it a watering hole because that's where I get my hole watered <laughs> oh you're so great you most of my, you memorize them I write them down. You're very good all right a zookeeper and an alligator walk into a bar the bartender says, you can't bring that thing in here. The alligator looks at the zookeeper and says, it looks like we got dressed up for nothing. The zookeeper nods in approval. The bartender says, holy shit, you speak? And the zookeeper starts screaming and burping. <laughs> the alligator says, no, but we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> the zookeeper does not speak. No, and the alligator does. Did they train souls? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I ever, I didn't read that far into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Anything with a talking alligator. <laughs> you know, you bars are a great place where you go and you meet somebody, you have a great night, and you forget all about them. It's like a house of Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's like, I think I remember, but I don't. This person, another $4 beer, please. 
I'll just, you got it just like, you got cute Susan in your phone and ugly Susan in your phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Who are these people? Uh, who's Jacob with the hair? <laughs> <laughs> I had a voice memo on my phone because this woman worked at, I didn't even remember till the next day. She worked at Hustler on Hollywood. Oh, fun. and I wanted to interview her for the brighter side, but it was unusable because I was hey, tell me about work Hustler <laughs> Hollywood. Oh, this is great. This, this is great. great. Yeah, they're gonna love it. And she's just as sloshed. We were so I forgot that I did it, and I was like, "What's this voice memo?" And I was oh, like, "Holy wow. shit!" I actually, I think the people deserve to hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, people come in and drug you out all the time. <laughs> all right, an Irish coffee is coffee with whiskey. Basically, an Irish anything is with whiskey. An Irish pizza, pizza with whiskey. Irish handshake, handshake with whiskey. And an Irish child is uh, beaten mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> they do beat their kids. They love beating them kids. Uh, do you have any more? Yeah. yeah more. I had. Um, I would have bad relationships with men, and it's because I met them at bars. I mean, that's like getting your groceries at a garbage dump. <laughs> You're like, oh, look at this apple. Why is it bad? I don't know. It only told me it had three divorces and a drinking problem. <laughs> I thought it was a fine apple. My dad met my mother at a bar. Oh, okay. The Alibi Lounge. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. That sounds like you could smoke inside. Cheating on her a whole bunch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. But where do I meet a man? At the park? I think I'm going to hang out at the park more. Yeah, park is good. Um, other, like... I don't know. I feel like the bar is as good a place as any. I guess, yeah, I guess because we all go to, I go to bars. I'm a decent human being. Yeah, you gotta, it's whoever's, you know, got enough money to pay for their own drinks. Yeah. Never get to the person drinking for free. You're right. Never get their number because yeah. who drinks for free from the bartender. Yeah, they're always a nightmare. That's a great call, Eddie. Yes, yes. Uh, a cool thing some bars do is put ice in the urinals. So even the toilets get a cold drink. Oh. <laughs> the toilets are like, yum, yum, yum. I like the ice. Mm. That is nice, though. I get so happy whenever I go to a bar and there's a bunch of ice in the urinal. Oh. I know ladies don't really get to experience just me this. peeing in a urinal, just steam rising. <laughs> when a woman pees standing up, it's like it summons the devil. It's just like hell opens, steam comes out. There's a woman peeing standing up. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Isn't it nice that you're hired and you're fired, Rhyme? I know, I love it. So, um, I like dirty bars mm -hmm. personally. I, you know, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I miss a good dirty bar because I like a bar. It's it's like COVID was the enemy of tiny dirty bars because mm. they're so small, they're so thin. You know, you don't have it. Everyone's breathing each other's bullshit. In, yeah, you know? just drunk. Just being like, ah, she left me again. You know, mm. like with the Burgundy Room. Yes. That the was Burgundy the dirty room. bar. They don't serve food. And in if Hollywood. they do, don't fucking get it. Maybe yeah. some like taquitos spinning in a little thing. Oh, yeah. Whenever might... a bar has like free food, it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for offering, but I'm just going to stick with the beer shot special. A lot of gay bars have free food. I think there's something in the laws um, that when you're too fun, you have to have free food. Because <laughs> gay bars, every time I go, the poor is like three times as much as a straight bar. They it is want to get you drunk. Yeah, no, no, they they love the party. I mean, they're dudes most of the time. Yeah, you know, there's hard. You know, there's only like. I might fuck this up, but I think there's only like 18 lesbian bars in the whole country. In the whole country? In the whole country. 
like oh. exclusively lesbian bars. That we need to make more lesbian bars. There needs to be more lesbian bars. I mean, Home Depot will just serve some beer there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Highs and lows, but L O W E S. But seriously, like lesbian bars, that sounds really like a delight. One yeah. of my favorite bars, because uh, we were talking about dirty bars or like super swanky bars. I like it one or the other. Anything in between, it all looks the same to me. Mm -hmm. But there was a swanky bar right next to me that I would go to all the time. I would just go get one or two cocktails. Yeah. And it was like not a lesbian bar, but it was women. It was just women that would hang out. Oh, so it was wow. very safe, and like the conversations were all about like tarot cards. You know what I mean? There's a lot of those bars. You can decorate a bar. In a way where only women will show up. Yes, and men would come in. They would walk through the doors. And it was like something about like the light blue. Like the slipper room. The slipper room. It's in the middle of the Lower East Side yeah. where it's just like a filth area, late night drinking. But it's mostly women in the slipper room. Yeah. You just get some plants in there. I've seen men go into this bar and like they look at like, because it would be like a jazz playing and some plants and mm -hmm. like a pretty gold like antiques. And they would just be like... Walking in, be like, who's ready to get fucked up? Oh, shit. What? Uh, and they like didn't know how to behave. Yeah. And they just left. It's like something in the feng shui. And I was like, get them out of here. Whatever it is, I would love to learn it And for whenever. Do you ever want to own a bar? I go back and forth on it all the time. Seems like a lot of responsibility. Definitely a lot of responsibility, but you know, you're not the only one working there. That's true, yeah. You know, you just you fund it and you got a table whenever you want it, that kind of deal. Okay. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on it because I, I would love to have a bar or a restaurant, but it's just like, seems like just all your money goes bye-bye forever. Forever. And you never really get it back unless you're like one of the top percents. But mm -hmm. that's not to disarm anybody who wants to do it. If you have a dream, I just feel like I would also get drunk all the time. Yeah. Because I have the keys to the liquor cap. Our buddy uh, Jim uh, from Blaricum, we just had him on a hoop of Google recently. Uh, he's got a beautiful bar down in uh, down in downtown LA called Bernadette's. Go check that out. Yes, I'm wearing the shirt. You're wearing the shirt? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, and I'm wearing a beer shirt. I love how it just happens. <laughs> Ryan guys, shout out. Yeah, and he definitely has a kind of bar that's like, because it's in the middle of downtown LA mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of like sweaty insanity. But you walk in, it's very calm. Yeah. He has like nice music playing. I think velvet on the walls yeah. keeps out the riffraff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they take one step and they're like, nope. Oh, uh, you know, I was saying, when I like a, like a dirty bar, like you ever go to Second Chance Saloon, one of my favorite places in Is that Brooklyn. in LA? In Brooklyn? Yeah, it's in Williamsburg. It's right next to Lady J's off the on the, on Grand Avenue. That's all a blue. Second Chance Saloon. We've definitely been there together before just because I used to throw parties there all the time. Yeah. And um, I love places like that. It's just like a punk bar. Not yeah. a metal bar, but a punk bar. There's a big difference. There is. You know, because trash bar is a metal bar. But you know, and stuff like that. But um, the I, I miss about that place. The the, the slogan was uh, "We don't give a fuck what you've done," and I'm like, I'm like, that's you know, great. Yeah. Know, that's what I want out of my dirty ass bar. Yeah, come on in, share your stories, come sit, have a talk. I like a bathroom that's just like so much pee on the ground. I gotta lift my uh, pants up when I walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and graffiti everywhere. The more graffiti in the bathroom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, I like uh, I like reading reading the word I come it was spelled both ways. <laughs> <laughs> There's a phone number on there, and you call. Uh, you know, I've never done that. You ever called one a phone number on the bar room? I call? think I did once, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> and he was like, "I just heard a. It's just from the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> They were so over it. It was like 3 a.m. or something stupid. That's amazing. I love it. 
Oh. Yeah, I like a dirty bar and the opposite, a nice one. But all those like middle bars, they all have the same thing. They have like the lights that say eat. Yeah. They have the little metal stools mm-hmm. and um, it all, yeah. Overpriced chicken wings. Overpriced chicken wings. Always an overpriced chicken wing. It's what the, do you yeah. make gives you the right to take a chicken wing, the most useless part of the chicken? They yeah. can't fly. And... and, and <laughs> Yeah, and, and sell it for such a such a high price, like sixteen dollars or something. No, no, fuck you. And it's like a There's chain. Eight wings there. <laughs> They're not two dollars a wing. Are you insane? They always do it, and the interior looks the same in St. Louis as it does in New York and L.A. What about an Irish? Bar? I like an Irish bar, but that's got character. That's got pizzazz. Yeah. See, Irish bars double as like sports bars too. They do, but they only play uh, soccer. They, well, soccer gets uh, restless. One of my favorites, uh, Casey's in downtown LA. They're all boarded up. Though. Oh no! I went. I walked around downtown LA looking for a bar, like because I went to a museum by myself. Yeah, and it was like hard finding a place. Everything's boarded up. Damn. Yeah, a lot of places didn't make it. A lot of RIPs. Local one three eight in the Lower East Side. Loved that place. That's an RIP. Oh man! Did you remember that place? It was right next to pianos, and it had those two little booths that yes. were soloed out. I love it. That was such a hard drinking bar. Yes. All right. As a bartender, when are you giving your buybacks? Buybacks? I have to make sure I'm working at the right kind of bar to do it. But mm-hmm. I would say um, if if you have been there more than one, more than twice and you get three beers, I'll get you the fourth. Yeah. I, it's kind of that's kind of a lot. But once you start giving everybody buybacks, you know, they're going to keep coming. Yeah, well, that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> that's the- <laughs> I would always do. Um, yeah. I like, first time you're there. You got to be there for a while before you get them one. Yeah. But then the second time they're there, every fourth drink. Every fourth drink. Every fourth drink. If they're, you know, obviously not a fucking disaster. (laughs) Just like flirting with all the women and making everybody uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I was a poor house one time. I was working. It was Easter. It was early Easter. We opened at 11. It's one o'clock. There's a dude who'd been there since we opened. Must have been 340 pounds. Oh. Just old man by himself sitting at the bar, just sad to be alone on Easter. That's terrifying. No one else is there. And the dude fucking drinks himself, falls off the stool. And then me and like two barbacks have to lift his ass up and put him in a cab. But he could, I didn't even know. I don't know what would happen because he couldn't walk. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, like, and I couldn't leave the bar because, like, I have had that situation before where someone is so drunk that I, like, I would like take them home, yeah. You know, and like, and like, never a woman, but like I mean, a that's man. Part of your responsibility as a bar owner, like, if somebody yeah. gets drunk at your bar and then and they go die somewhere, that's you're part fucked. of your, you're fucked. Yes. And so yeah, you got to make sure. And like, you figure a big guy like that could take his booze, Mm-mm. but he was so sad. I think he showed up hammered. Yeah. And it was just he was so, and then he was just upset and just like I had to lift his giant crying man up. And fucking call him a cab and send him off on his way. Do you think he survived COVID? No, I don't think he made it to COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That is too much. And also when you're sad and just sitting at the bar, like, "Mm." I remember like after work, I would be so physically and mentally exhausted. I would just stumble over to this other bar where Mm -hmm. I knew everybody and they would get me just free drinks all night. And we just sit there and just be so sad that my life was going nowhere. I just got broken up with, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. 
and just like drink until I could pass out. It's weird how bars are there for you no matter what. You're in a great mood. You're in a horrible mood. You just, you know, you just got a lot of work done and you're fatigued. Yeah. You know, they're there whenever you need them. You want to go watch the Super Bowl? Let's do it. Let's rock, you know? But like, that's what I love the most about bars and places like the Second Chance Saloon where it's like, we don't give a fuck what you've done. Yeah. Come on in. We're going to serve you. We're going to give you a place to chill and get through whatever you're going through. I mean, like whenever there's a funeral you know, you have to figure out what bar we're all going to afterwards. Yeah. And it's just like, and you're bringing the sad to a bar. Oh, they, and that's like, it's bringing in the smell. Yeah. As soon as someone sad walks in, everyone knows. You can feel it. Oh, yeah. They should have bars in hospitals. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But I think that's how a lot of people get to the hospital in the first place. <laughs> a one-stop shop. A one-stop shop. I know. <laughs> I go get sick of the bar at the hospital and they just wheel me right over. Um, but that would be like, I remember when my dad was dying, I was like, mm-hmm. I want, cause I can't leave the hospital. He's like dying. I was like, I just want one shot right now. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking handle this. And also people, when you're in uh, the IP, what do you call it? The, I, he was in a bad place yeah. in like a special ward. And like, there's people waiting. I see you. I see you. And there's other people waiting and I see you for their family. And like people are, when they're um sad, they're horny. And I was young, mm-hmm. and I had this weird old man just hit on me. Oh, yeah, while my dad was dying, and I was like, "Can you please give me five seconds? Just get out of here! Get, what are you fucking doing, dude? What are you doing?" And he was a bug man, like he was a exterminator. He's exterminator. Oh, well, you know, some yeah, someone's got to do it. Exterminate this fucking asshole out of this room. <laughs> Get him at it. But you're right. Bartenders are therapists. Yeah. I know so many people's secrets and I definitely like will take it to the grave. Yeah. I mean, who are you going to tell anyway? I know. Joe. You know, you never know the last names. No. You know, it's always I never like, know. It's like Joe. I mean, Joe watched his wife get murdered. You know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows that. Yeah. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. We used to have a poor house. We used to have these, um, we, we were the mailmen, you know, the Charles Bukowski, you want to be mailmen. Yeah. And they would come in and they would like hide from their boss because we were right next to the post office. And so we, during the day when the back bar was closed, we would let them drink at the back bar. So for whenever the postmaster peeked his head in to make sure they weren't drinking there. They were, we would hide them in the back room. Get the fuck out. And- <laughs> just delivering mail drunk. And he's like, why did I get a letter from Tommy Tickets? There was one mailman. They were so stereotypical to the Charles Bukowski bar life that they were mailmen who all they did was gamble on horses all day long. Oh my! And God. there was one who used to have, he would, he would drink a bottle of Jack every day. Every day. Every day he would just keep it in his um in his mail pouch and just hit it and hit it. He showed it to me when he walked by one time. 
And and then it was just, he would just hit it. And then when he was done working, he would come to the bar Get and out. drink. And there was like six of them. And they were always, eventually I had to, even though they were such great customers, I had to tell them they couldn't come back anymore. Because they were just drinking so much? One of them. Uh, Delivering wrong mail? One of them kept, uh, oh, I don't care about other people's mail. <laughs> uh, no, was, one of them just kept pissing himself. Like in the stool. No. Yeah, he just kept peeing himself in the stool and like he would leave and we'd have to clean it off. And one time we had this like huge American Airlines party in the back and they were like a big customer. It's American Airlines. Yeah. You know? And they're spending thousands of fucking dollars. And he's like in the back bar because he'd been there since his shift, dressed as a mailman and he shits himself right in the middle of this multi-thousand dollar American Airlines holiday party. Oh my God, they're eating chicken wings. And that was that was the day I banned them from the bar. Yeah. He like shit himself in front of everybody. Was he embarrassed? He didn't even know he did it. Oh my God, because he can't control his bladder. And he was such a sweet man. He was, there, he, was, he was never violent or crazy or did anything wrong. He just pissed all the time. Yeah, you can't do that, Bo. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. makes me feel so bad. They definitely died before COVID. Oh, for sure. Especially if not, like, you know, during delivering the mail <laughs> yeah. all around the East Village. Oh, my God. We had this one guy who I never served him. My coworkers did. Um, he had, he couldn't speak. And he had a, a woman who loved him. All these people yeah. finding love except me. <laughs> But um, she would order, and then he would like point. She'd order for everybody, and he couldn't speak. And then he would uh, take liquor and then pull it in a syringe and inject it directly into himself. Oh my god! Because his throat was so burned from the alcohol. Yeah, it's not allowed. He would just do it right in his stomach. Oh, but it was it was like a, not a needle syringe. No, it was a needle syringe. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's not allowed. <laughs> Can't be having. Get you in your syringe out of here, no, buddy. No, no syringes at the bar. <laughs> I caught a guy doing heroin in the bathroom once, and I felt so bad because he was destroyed and he had a needle in his arm. Oh. I was like, get that shit out of your arm and get the fuck back in the street. <laughs> <laughs> How did you catch him? You just walked in there? I walked in, and he didn't lock the door, and he's just doing heroin in the bathroom. Oh, you got to lock the door when you're it's doing the East heroin. Village. It's still the East Village. Yeah, they don't you know, care. No matter what you do, there's some remnants. You know, All those dirty bars and neighborhoods that used to be horrible, there's still like the couple people, the leftovers. Yeah. Know? That just keep the spirit of New York alive. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's New York. Like New York is a guy doing heroin in a, a Lower East Side bar. Yeah. You ever go to McSorley's? I think so. The the over like the over a hundred year old bar that only served light or dark beer and has sawdust on the floor and it was all cheese platters. It was great. It's an amazing place. There's like a picture of Babe Ruth sitting at the table that's right below it and I like stuff that. like that. It's just really cool shit. I like a bar with like a limited special. There's like, you want a beer? We got like three beers. Anytime there's like, we got 26 taps. I'm like, how do you keep them all clean? No, well, yeah. At Poorhouse, we had a bunch of taps and we clean the lines twice a week. Nothing gets me madder than when I get a skunky beer out of a line. Yeah. I was like, just clean the fucking lines. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I hate that shit. I, we, twice a week, we'd have them come back. Yeah, you got to. You got to keep a bar like... A big part of a bartender is keeping it spick and span. Yeah. Everything around. Even you. if it's filthy, you got to keep the the goods spick and span. You yeah. know, like it could be a dirty looking place, but it's actually got to be clean. That's that's uh, talent. That is talent. Yeah. You got to have your lime wedges like separated from everything and not just like drop it on the floor. Oops. Yeah. And then put it in your beer. Oh, you, a mouse can live a week on a lime wedge. Yes, it can. Yeah. yeah you got to get under, like I would get under the freezers and fridges and like get all the dirt. 
But then my body hurt. I got a question. Mm-hmm. When's the first time you went to a bar by yourself? Do you remember? I do remember saving up money because I wanted to learn how to be a classy lady um, when I was like pretty young. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even 21 yet. So I think I went to like Ruth's Chris or something. Okay. I saved up money and then I went there by myself. I like got dressed, went there by myself. I ordered a little steak New and Orleans. Like a glass it, it, of wine. Uh, Ruth's Chris was originated in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. I just learned that recently, and I figured that might be the one you went to. No, uh, no, I wasn't there. It was like in a small town. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, it was like the nice restaurant in the small town, and I was like, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to be a classy lady, go to get a steak and a glass of wine by myself. Yeah. That was the first bar I went to. That's awesome. Yeah. What did you get? I think, like, it was still pretty expensive, but probably, like, just a little bitty steak that wasn't even very good, mm-hmm. come to think of it. First time I went to a bar by myself, I was... Probably fourteen. I was with uh, I was with my family. We were on a cruise in the Bahamas, and uh, we my parents used to always let me break off, you know, from the family, and we were in port, and so I just like broke off from the family, and I just walked into a bar by myself, and there was just like a whole bunch of Bahamian dudes fucking getting hammered. It was a dirty ass bar. Wow. And I sat there like, "What you want, man?" And I was like, "Um, I'll." Uh, I just pointed to the wall. And to the beer that was on the wall, and they gave it to me, and I drank it, and I paid, and I was like, "Thank you very much," <laughs> and, and I left. And they I gave was, little Eddie a yeah, beer. They gave little Eddie a beer. They probably thought, but it was I was funny. also huge too. Yeah, but I, I was clearly underage. Oh yeah, like they cl- didn't care. Cl- clearly underage. No, I, there wasn't a whiskery anywhere near me. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's remember just pointing as well. That one. <laughs> they probably had a field day laughing at you. Oh, they loved it. They loved every second of it. Click. Click. That was the name of the beer. Oh. Okay. I don't remember the name of the bar. Oh, okay. It was in Nassau, close enough to the to walk to the uh, cruise boats. That's cruise fun. Ships. But yeah, it was a dirty ass place. I like it. When kids would come sit at the bar, I would get them, and this is probably really bad, but mm-hmm. I would get them shot glasses full of Coca-Cola. Oh, that's fun. And they would do a little shot and then, like, <laughs> be, like, pretend to be drunk. That's probably really bad. It's definitely bad, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that's what a Shirley Temple is. Yes. You know, and it's just like, it's bar, it's training. Yeah. <laughs> Training them kids to be alcoholics. Yeah, kids sitting at the bar is so funny to me. Yeah. Just a little bitty kid. Hi, I want a grilled cheese sandwich. And like their parents are just getting drunk. <laughs> they don't even know. They're just like, because you're a kid, you don't know how life is supposed to be yet. Mm-hmm. And their parents are just getting like five margaritas deep. What is a, what's a, what's a bar faux pas? Obviously, bringing your kid if they're not cool. But yeah. like, uh, what what are some bar faux pas? Like, what do you what do you? Whenever I had to break up a friendship with a person because it was like five deep in this packed bar, mm-hmm. I wasn't serving. I was just like with her ordering a drink, yeah. And she kept asking for beer samples. I mean, like, oh. I don't know about that one, and like really taking. She's like not reading the room. Can't do that. Can't do that. Read the room and just be like a light beer, please. Boom. Yeah. Here's cash right now. Yeah. What you, Pilsner? Quick. Add, yeah. Pick it. There's like, they have so many more people to go. Or someone's like, I'd like a mojito. And like, do you look around? Yeah. Don't order a crazy cocktail when it's slammed. Mm -mm. Unless you're sitting at a table. You know, I feel like if you're sitting at a table and you have a waitress, they'll get it to you when they get it to you. Yeah, yeah. But like, if it's like a crazy ass bar and and it's five deep at the bar, which if you don't know what five deep at the bar means... That means there's like you have to wait five people to even get to the bar. Yeah. And it's like that surrounding the entire bar. 
You know, and so. there's always people that don't understand that. They're like, excuse me, coming through. And I'm like, no, you wait behind us. Yeah, exactly. No, we're all in line. Yeah, we all want a beer. What are you talking about? Uh, or the worst when it's five deep at the bar and the people that are just chilling, standing against the bar with their back to the bartender and just taking up a bunch of space. Yeah. And like, oh, just you mother, we're all trying to get in here, yeah, motherfucker. Get out, make a line. That's yeah. very German of me. I'm like, you go in, you need what you leave. You get it, you get out. <laughs> Efficiency. <laughs> Another thing I did as a kid, I was just remembering, uh, was uh, we. My parents love going on cruises, mm -hmm. and uh, but yeah, I they were for the gambling, and I was always left by myself. And I remember uh, we had like your room key was also a credit card. Yeah. And my dad's like, use it when you need it or whatever. And I uh, I would just go to the bar. I'm like 12, you know, and I would just go to the bar and I'd order virgin pina coladas. That's so funny. And I would sit there and like talk to people like I was an old grizzled man and like everyone would. And I used, I got to know the bartender and I was tipping them huge and shit. And then like by like day four, I'm ordering virgin pina coladas for other people at the bar and like <laughs> getting them sent to people at the pool and shit. That's <laughs> really funny. And then when the end of the cruise came uh, and the bill came to the room it turned out i ran up a 250 dollar tab and virgin pina coladas <laughs> that's so much money My dad was, like at first he was like what did you do and then it was just so funny <laughs> he couldn't even stay mad at me it was just yeah. like i don't know what this is ridiculous don't ever do anything like that again yeah i got drunk on power dad i'm sorry <laughs> you pretty lady you get a virgin pina colada <laughs> Um, no, when you put the ramen in, it's worse. So leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love a pina colada. Me and Julie got hammered on pina coladas the other night. Oh, that's fun. I, we went through an entire bottle of pina colada mix in one evening and then like just like drunkenly laid on each other. That's so silly. <laughs> we should have a silly drink night. Like, I love that. Yeah. I mean, oh, tiki bars. I love tiki bars. I love tiki bars. When it's got like, especially out of like a coconut glass or something, like a funky little glass and straw. Oh, yeah. I think I was in somewhere, San Bernardino or something in California. I went to a tiki bar mm -hmm. and they didn't have the fun glasses. They were like, no, we can't do the fun glasses because of COVID. And I was like, Fuck I think. Fuck you. No, just excuse you, dumb bitch. No, well, then what, what makes this glass different than that glass? Yes, I want tiki bar. I want like a fun, funky glass and a weird little curly straw. We, 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 there's a bunch of, we've been to a bunch of tiki bars together. We did your birthday at a tiki bar once. And that was my favorite. Instead of a birthday cake, I want to do it again. Yeah. Instead of a birthday cake, get one of those like scorpion bowls with, with a bunch of straws. In the middle. Yeah. yeah. You got to blow that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was a blast. I love that. And um, we also had a good time at a bar, at a tiki bar, before we saw Black Panther. Yes. And we ordered another bowl. We got a like couple bowls. Yeah. I was high rolling back then. And I was just ordering scorpion bowls out the wazoo. And we got <laughs> hammered and then just watched Black Panther kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that it was like in North Hollywood somewhere that little tiki bar. Yeah, no, it was it was um, by uh, the movie theater, the Century Movie Theater, yeah. the shitty one on Victory. Somewhere weird, and somebody drove a car. Right? Did Julie drive us? Mary, Mary drove us. Mary, it was you, me, and Mary. Yeah, we we went and party down there. Man, a second, going back, what bar do you miss the most? The lesbian bar right by my house because it yeah. was right by my house. Um, I knew the bartenders and they like made, they could make a Sazerac, which is my favorite drink. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was never like tons of people there. So it was never like a Sazerac, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not asking for a lot. And it was just women like just casually talking. That's a beautiful scenery. I, that's, I miss that one the most. Yeah. Yeah. 
that makes sense. And I, I definitely, like I said, I brought it up earlier, Second Chance Saloon. I miss that one the most. I just want to tell a story about from that bar real quick. Yeah. I went, I, we used to go do the Super Bowl there a lot because it was like, you know, they're all punk people. So they don't really care about football. So it's kind of fun to watch the Super Bowl there. And, um, but like they had like a certain, like they had some people who were just obsessed with football who mm-hmm. used to go there. And it was like a cool, like refuge for football fans who don't want to go to a sports bar, you know? And it was like, yeah. a cool thing to have. And, uh, but there was this one Super Bowl party. There was the waitress there. She was, terrifying woman she had dreadlocks you know but not like in that she she was just jacked but like in in just tough as nails but also kind of hot you know and then by the end and she was drinking with all of us the whole time well is she like that lady on that zombie movie zombie tv show oh i don't know no 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 no. not uh, michonne the uh the lady with the samurai sword yes no 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 no. she if if she was from pittsburgh you know maybe (laughs) 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 but i remember she got so drunk that i had to kick her what yeah as a patron and like me and the owner because the owner was there and we had to like literally drag her out of the bar and throw her into a cab oh my god that's terrifying some dude and then she she kept like forcing other guys to make out with her and stuff oh my god <laughs> that sounds like me that sounds like me if, if honestly if covid hadn't have happened i would still be bartending and like i would be like that yeah yeah and i love when i just love when bars fly off the handle yeah it's a little too crazy it, oh. it'll happen like um like the night obama one in brooklyn all of Brooklyn was insane. Yes. It's like laws didn't exist for one evening. Yes. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like we won the Super Bowl or some shit. People were just like throwing bottles in the street and fucking, it was, it got insane. It did get crazy. That was a lot of fun. I remember, oh God, I was bartending on the 20, the most recent presidential election. Okay. And it was one of those, we didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. And I was like, I think if Trump wins, because it, it was like, you know when you can feel the tenseness in the air? And it's like, if Trump wins, people are going to light this town on fire. Yeah. They're going to that light. That was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And um, and I was just like, if he wins, I, I think I have to run. I think I have to like abandon my shift. Or just pretend to be one of the mob for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> just, just walk home screaming. <laughs> burn it down, burn it down. I mean, Hollywood, it's like everybody's on top of each other, like right then and there. And if shit goes down. Mm-hmm. You gotta fight your way up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shout out some fun bars. I miss the Frolic Room. Oh, the Frolic Room on are Hollywood. They, are they gonna open up again? I hope so. I haven't checked on any of these. Places, yeah, they're like really. a classic institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that place. The Frolic Room. That's we mentioned Bukowski earlier. Uh, it's a very uh, Bukowski type bar. You know, it's just like yeah, anyone you could be drinking with. John Hamm or a homeless person, and you don't even you it doesn't don't know even matter. Who, you, you couldn't tell who's. Yeah, it's also know. an older crowd that goes there. I like drinking with older people because they have better stories and they can handle their alcohol. Yeah, they're professional drinkers. Yes, when someone's young and they say, like, "Yeah, it's my story," it's kind of that, 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 and they're like, "No, my God, she put her hand. Stacy put her finger in the in the socket." Yeah, you know, every bar holiday sucks. Bar holiday? What's that? Yeah, like St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, fucking oh. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. You know, it always sucks because it's when everyone who normally doesn't drink goes out and gets hammered. Mm -hmm. And so they're always a mess and you're dragging people from place to place. Oh my, when people are too much of a mess, it makes me crazy. I get so mad. I can't have a good time anymore. I can't have a good time. Like you're ruining it for everybody. There was one girl, we went to a strip club. She showed up drunk to the meeting already. Yeah. And then we go to a strip club and she's like falling asleep, sitting like right by the stage, which you can't do that. She's like 
putting her head on the stage, falling asleep while this woman's dance performing. And so security was like, she has to go. And then I was like, all right, wake up. Come on, we gotta go. And so you can't tell me what to do. And I, she was just like, wait, I gotta find my keys. I got, And she's just like digging through this purse that yeah. was like, you know when you look at people's purses and it's triggering because it's like pens and lighters and some socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarette, like nothing makes sense. And like you just threw your keys in there Mm -hmm. and she just couldn't find it. So I just grabbed her purse and ran out the door and she followed me. It was like falling down drunk. And then I was like, I will buy you a cab home. Where do you live? And she's like, I'm not telling you. And I said, you fucking bitch. Shut the fuck up. Where do you live? <laughs> she's like, I don't go back in there. And she's like falling over herself. And I was like, you can't go back. You're too drunk. And I had to like, I got everybody else out there. And I was like, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm going home. Bye. Yeah. She go bye-bye. Made me so mad. We were all having a good time. We are going to a strip club. I was going to spend some money. And she just got passed out drunk. Yeah, it's the worst. You got It happens all the time. You know, it, I remember one time I'm working the bar poorhouse, and this woman walks in. She stumbles in and she orders uh, Maker's Double on the rocks, and I was just like, I can't give you that. And she's like, Why? And I was like, Because you're obviously disheveled. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was the you nicest die. way I could say it. Yeah, and uh, she just started laughing and leaving. She's like, No one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> like, it, like laughed and left. Oh my god! Because <laughs> like, you can tell she gets kicked out of a lot of places. You know, it was just like she's like, Oh, I've never heard of obviously disheveled. I've heard go fuck yourself, you crazy bitch. But I've never. Heard <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what do you think a bar needs? Like. You know, because there's always you got to put like you know they got the the video poker or like the you know the the naked lady looking yeah. fine things. That's fun. A pool table, air hockey, dartboards, jukebox. What's yeah. the most important thing? You think most important thing is music. Yeah. If you have a good jukebox with like good tunes, I like the um. What's that Rooster Bar? They have a good jukebox. Rooster Bar. Oh, the one in Atwater. The Roost. Yeah. The Roost. Yeah, that place does have a good jukebox. Yeah, it's like it just sets the mood. It's yeah. good tunes. You know, because if you put on shitty music, it's just like, I gotta go. Also, one thing I like, I don't, I mean, I do like them. The touch tone music boxes are fine. Yeah. But I like one that's like fucking CDs. Oh. And we have to listen to the CDs they put in here. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. And that's the soundtrack of the bar. And the thing flips, you yeah, know. And I you're love just that like, shit. Press F3 and you see it go flip. Flip, that's fun. I'll I'll do that sometimes where if I know like me and my friends have taken over a bar that's got a cool jukebox, mm-hmm. I'll just walk over to the jukebox and put 20 bucks in it. Yeah. And just be like, and just tell people to go by and play some music and it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. I remember I was at a bar the day Lou Reed died and they were just playing oh. Lou Reed music all day. I was listening coming at him to coming up here and yeah. I just remember the song Perfect Day came on and everybody was just somber and quiet because mm-hmm. when Lou Reed died, he's such a New York institution, yeah. everybody went to the bar and it yeah. was like the opposite of a holiday bar. <laughs> you just kind of quietly that's another thing when a celebrity that's beloved dies yeah everyone goes and talks about him i remember one of the best experiences i ever had is i went to uh the comedy cellar the day robin williams died Mm. and that was just like a bunch of amazing comedians hanging out and it was weird it was like everyone went and did their set but like that was the night it was work you know like that was the night where it wasn't fun like you had to get up and do your set and it was just like, and, it, and no one could talk about anything else. I feel like he was special. When he died, I feel like there was a sadness across the world. Yeah, he was special. It was kind of like one of the last originals. Imagine yeah. Robin Williams now. 
It, he wouldn't be famous. The industry mm-hmm. would be like, what is this? Too chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need something more structured. They always want to control everything. It's mm-hmm. the people that want to control everything that have no idea how the world works. They sit in their little Bel Air mansions and like, I know how the world. No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. You sit behind a gated fence all day. You don't know how people are. People, The people want Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a place I used to always go to in Ridgewood. Uh, Ridgewood, Queens. I lived there and not on one of the main roads, but like inside a neighborhood. Like it's nothing but apartment buildings. It's mm-hmm. like short apartment, three story tall, like homey apartment buildings. It's all families. But in the middle of all of that was a bar called Cozy Corner. And I loved going there because oh. it was just like us and firemen. And I love it. It was so much fun. They had the tiny beers. Oh, the ponies. The ponies. You can buy a bucket of ponies. That's a true alcoholic drinks a pony. Yeah, I love it. You don't even know what's going on. They sneak up on you so fast. (laughs) They do. They're maniacs, those little things. Yeah. They're like eight ounce beers. And you could drink like eight of them. And you're like, oh, there's nothing. And then next thing you try to stand up. And you're just like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I love those bars that you just like find when I was walking around downtown, I did find a bar. It was like on the second floor of some building. I felt like I was in New Orleans. Yeah. They had a huge whiskey selection and like the whiskeys were like really crafted and nice. Mm-hmm. And um, they also made a Sazerac. Hell and yeah. it was like an like 1930s, like, like really 1930s furniture where everything was like big and sturdy. There was a smoker's place outside. I love drinking outside. No, Any absolutely. bar that has a patio, I'm on it. Oh yeah, beer halls. Yeah. Do they count as bars? Like a sausage beer hall. Oh, yeah. Like a German thing. Yeah, like a German thing. Does that count as a bar or is that just their own thing? I don't know. That's a I good feel question. Like it's, own th- it's its yeah, own thing. Because it's definitely got like you You could go there and just get a sausage mm-hmm. and a Coke. Yeah, you don't need to go in there. I like a place where you have to drink. Yeah. <laughs> we don't serve water in this bar. But I do love a German beer hall, though. Like a proper oh, yeah. German beer hall. Like none of this, like some somebody from the Midwest like reinvented it. Like a real like wooden framed shines. Oh, my God. They're always the best. Yeah. Have you been to Red Lion Tavern? In New York? In L.A. And I think it's in Silver no. Lake. Oh, my God. We got to go. They yeah. have an outside thing, too. But they okay. have like schnitzel and sausages. Oh, I love that. And they have just like really proper good beers. I need to do that. Yeah. That needs to happen. I need to go there. And they have um, somebody, I love it when there's like a live performer at a bar. Because then you, you'll go and I like sat at the bar and there's like somebody who's on the piano just singing, hooting and hollering. And like, I'm in my little sausage and my little, my little Stein. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing like German sing-alongs. Oh, the best. I miss um, Florida bars. And I, they, they're nowhere in Florida are they better than they are in Key West. And it's just all open, you know, and it's like, it's always pouring rain, I but, love they, it. but they, they kind of let the rain come in a little bit, you know, and that kind of bar. Yeah. You have a canopy though, right? Yeah. You're inside, but yeah. all like, but every door is open, you know, yeah. it's, I love, and it's pouring fucking rain outside. I love that. It's so much fun. And the whole, like, and everything's just covered in like pictures of people who used to go there, but are dead now. And like. <laughs> Yeah. And there's like fish nets up everywhere and stuff. It. And it's oh I love that shit. And just like you get a margarita, pina colada. That's where you get your pina colada. Oh yeah. It, and they have uh man, Key West is a key. That is a that is a drinking town. 
That is like it is. They want you hammered. I love it. Have you ever been to Key West? No, but I have. During a hurricane, I did sit in a hot tub, and then I took one of those like outdoor umbrellas and like tied it down and just like sat outside in a hurricane. That's insane. (laughs) It was great. I got really drunk, and I was just like, "Who's that guy in that Forrest Gump movie?" Oh, Lieutenant Dan. He's like, "What'd you want? Is that all you've got?" Yeah. You and me. Yeah. (laughs) Mono a mono. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like being outside in the rain, drinking. Man, yeah. Louisiana bars. We had a bar in Louisiana called the Swamp Bar. Mm. It was in the swamps. Fuck yeah. It was you would in... like take like a rowboat to it? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, I love that shit. That's all I want. What I want to do is for all of us to go on vacation and, and stay in one of those like houses on sticks in the swamps. We do have to do it. We've been talking about it for too long. Yeah, you can only get there by boat. We'll have to do it in your 40th birthday in 10 years. Okay, thank you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) You can feed them little alligators. You know, we just get a cooler with some beer and, you know, things, sausages. Yeah. And then go out in the swamps and live. Fuck yeah. All right. New York bars that you miss. I got to say, I wrote down four I want to just shout out. Okay. Lady J's. Love oh. Lady J's. We used to go there all the time. That was like our murder fist hangout spot. Yeah. Uh Rock and Rolla in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Loudest music. I people get mad. I love when music's too loud at a bar. It makes me so happy. I don't know what it is. Just like just hurt me with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it because you know what? If the conversation sucks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not along. <laughs> There's a place I used to love to go in Times Square, which is like the worst place to go if you like bars. Mm-hmm. And But it was called Jimmy's Corner. And I don't know if you ever went there. I've heard of that. Is that the boxing place? Yes. Yes. And they have like men would go on their lunch breaks and they would have beer that's a reasonable price. $4 Budweiser's yes. in Times Square. Unheard of. And the Durst family, not Robert Durst, but the other one owned the building that Jimmy's Corner's in. And he let them keep their same rent from the 60s. And Jimmy, of Jimmy's Corner, he was in love with Julie. But um, like, he, he always would hit on her. And I'd just like, I'd be like, oh, Jimmy, you got to knock it off. You know? <laughs> like, but um, what, uh, the he was one of Muhammad Ali's boxing trainers. Wow. Like, he was a boxing trainer for all the greats. And Holy he was, shit. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I mean, and, Julie uh, is strong. Yes. But um, RIP, Jimmy passed away. Really? He got COVID and he died. No. Yeah, me and Robbie used to go there all the time. Robbie York of American Whiskey, the last bar I want to shout out. Mm-hmm. And he sent me the article during COVID. And I was Aww. just like, oh, that did, one hurt. Do they still have the $4 beers and like the, the boxing hope, theme? You know what? I don't know if they're open anymore. But if they are and you're in New York, just peek your head in Jimmy's corner, get a cheap beer. The jukebox 
it was just unbelievable. It's all old soul and jazz. And yeah. Like old ass blues, like rare B.B. King shit. And just it was unbelievable. You, it, it was it, I really hope that place is still going. I love it's it. It's a New York institution. Wouldn't it be awful if somebody was like, mm, just redecorate it and make it look like every bar in the Midwest? <laughs> I get so mad. It's like make it a cocktail bar or make it a dive bar or like have its own vibe. Not yeah. like, you know, when the, like the, the, the tin can with all the forks and knives in it and the napkins, like that kind of place. They always want to make it into that. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. What are some New York bars you miss? Because I feel like New Orleans is great. QS yeah. is great. LA is great. Everywhere is great. New York's special when it comes to bars. Yeah. Because they're all over the place. And like if you have like... 200 square feet you got a bar oh yeah you know you don't need much you know so what are some places you miss that you like going to i like honestly just wandering around the lower east side last yeah. time i went to new york that's all i did and would just like pop my head into all these bars yeah and they're really fun and like historical yeah there's lots of good bars in brooklyn the montrose stop and um the morgan stop got a bunch of good bars yeah there's one i used to live off the jefferson and it um it was like a New Orleans themed place. Yes, you took me there before. Yeah, but you know the the owner sold it because no. I went there. I had the gumbo because the gumbo as Louisiana, it used to be legit. Yeah, and then I went back and I had it, and I was like, "This, did you guys get a new chef?" And the bartender was like, "No, we didn't. No, we didn't. That's the exact same gumbo as ever." And then I researched it, and I was like, "No, they got a new chef, a new owner." I was like, "That guy fucking lied." If a bartender lies to me like that, I never went back again. I was like, "I can't trust you." You tell me this gumbo isn't, and it smelled like fish, and it wasn't a fish gumbo. Yeah. That's when you know it's bad. Oh, I remember um, Jones Beach. I went to go see Van Morrison at Jones Beach and uh, with my friend uh, Bone Dog. And we were huge Van Morrison fans, and we're like, can't wait to go get hammered and listen to Van Morrison. And Jones Beach don't serve booze. No? Because it's like in a state park. Oh. And so you have to get like a $500 ticket in order for the get be able to buy booze or whatever. Crazy. And so we ended up uh, showing up early to this little town that's next to it called Freeport, New York. And we went to this bar full of old criminals called the Good Times Pub. Oh my, oh, anything that's named Good Times, it's a bad time, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It, it doesn't exist anymore. I went back. I tried to go back because- we went in and we were so out of place that we just had the best fucking time. They just fucked with Everyone, you? Yeah, yeah, they fucked with us. And like, you know what? If you let shit roll off your back and have confidence, yeah. you'll have the best time. Yes, people like you. They want to chat. Yeah, a lot of times like you'll go into a place like that and they'll throw an insult at you and you just either got to laugh it off, have a, have a good fun one back. But yeah. the last thing you can't do is get mad. No, because like first of all, like they're either a piece of shit and want you to get mad, or they're testing you to see if you're good, if you're worth hanging around. Yeah, and uh, and so I always, you know, let the first, if it becomes abusive, you know, stand up for yourself. But like, let one or two roll off your back, have some fun, and then you never know, you might just like have a a night that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then everybody remembers you, and they're like, come back. That's yeah. always fun when you make friends. You never oh, thought you would. I always, I love taking over a jukebox in a bar I don't belong in. Yeah. I'll just go put 10 bucks in and just find like some really stupid fun songs and 
and see how the people react. There was one bar in LA and it's off some, like a bus line somewhere by a hotel. It's like in a random spot. And I just walked in. Mm-hmm. It has no sign. Oh, and it was another yes. spar of criminals. And I was talking to a guy about how he's killed people. And he's like, I don't want to talk about that. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about something else. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute bar full of criminals. I had a, hit, a guy who claimed he was a hitman anyway. Like confess murders to me at a bar one night when I was in New York. Um, what was that bar? It was on Second Avenue and Tenth Street. It began with a C. It's a different bar now. It was like Comrades or Satin. Is it the one like the, the Russian themed bar? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. They have a lot of vodka. It was close to where Rafifi's was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I used to go there. I used to go there occasionally. Was he a Russian hitman? He's, he. Claimed he was, and I believed him because his hands were the size of basketballs. Oh my god! He just looked like he could strangle any person to death. Yeah, I definitely worked for some Russian dudes that um that got the money for a restaurant to mm-hmm. open. That I was like, you guys didn't sell hot dogs in a street cart, you know? And they mentioned that they they killed people for money. Unless you're in Coney Island, New York, it's probably best not to go to a Russian bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. They get real mean. Uh, R.I.P. Cha-Cha's in Coney Island. That place oh. was so great. It was just horrible, disgusting. Like I said, like inch of piss on the floors. Yes. You know, and it had like neon decor drawings all over the black walls inside. It was right on the beach. And it's gone now. But we did a, me and Kissel did a dog shit there. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And then, the, no, and then we did another one at the Freak Show. At the sideshow, at the Coney Island sideshow. I remember that. That was amazing because that venue was unreal because oh, it yeah. looked like you were in a circus tent. Yeah, it was, um, and it was like old school theater. You crushed that show. I remember. Thank you. I liked the up because I went, I met the performers in the back, the yeah. nicest people. Serpentina and Insectivora. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the guy, the lady with the uh, snakes. Serpentina. The lady that ate fire. And then there's also like a magic act and like yeah. this woman who did a magic act and made her boobs look bigger. Like the freaks were the nicest people. Yeah, they always are. Yeah. They always, because all it, you know, if you are, if you could be accepting, you're going to have the best conversations you're ever going to have. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with bars. Like a lot of people, they get, they, they put their nose up when a different looking person walks in. It's like, we're all equal inside this motherfucker. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about a bar. That's what I love about a bar. I just had all these flashbacks to like people in my family. They can be snobs. Yeah. And just like put their nose up at people and like, well, I would never have tattoos or piercings. And I'm like, you know, your sister got raped by your father. Like, and you, <laughs> you let that happen. You let that happen. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you just hit me with those curveballs. <laughs> yeah. I just can't stand a snob. You're right. When we're in here and we're drinking, we're all fine. We're yeah. all equal. Anything, um, any bars on the road you remember? Like, because you've done a lot of road gigs and stuff. There was a, I love a hotel bar. Mm-hmm. You meet the most interesting people. I met a guy. Hotel bars are great. I love hotel bars. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, I know I'll never see you again. Because, you know, you're flying to Florida, I'm going to Canada or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we just sit and have a great conversation with a total stranger. You never yeah, see again. a different part of the country. Oh, yeah. And both of you aren't from there. Oh, no, it's yeah. Great. I met a guy who picked up Eileen Woodrose and didn't know it was her. Oh, my God. He was a trucker. And he said, there was this woman hitchhiking. 
And uh, he said he picked her up, but he's like, I never really pick. He seemed like an honest kind of guy. He's yeah. kind of talking like, I never really pick up a so, hitchhiker, but it was a woman. I thought, okay. And she's asked me to take her across the bridge, so I did. And then halfway across the bridge, she said, you ever get lonely out driving on the road? I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, I don't. I'm going to drop you off right where you sit. And I, dri- I thought it was kind of weird when I dropped her off that she had a friend come out and grit her. But, oh, well, I kept on driving, turned on the TV a week later, and it was Eileen Woodrow's. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so crazy. He picked her up. Because, you know, she killed Bad man. Yeah, and he wouldn't have sex with her. And he was just nice, and so she probably let him go. Yeah. My lord. <laughs> but those are hotel bar conversations. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I went to a place in Johannesburg, South Africa, called Kitchener's. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever in Johannesburg, find Kitchener's and go there. It's a blast. It's where all the young Johannesburg comics hang out. There's really? a Monday show there that's like whiplash. It was hot, you know, full room, you know, and it's like, and it's got like three different rooms and there are like, but there are dangerous dudes in there. There are just like people who will kidnap you if oh you like God. show enough money and stuff like that. No. And I was asking all the bo- uh, uh, people who, and I was like, I was like, where's the name Kitchener's come from? He's like, actually, Kitchener is like one of the worst people to ever live in South Africa. You know, basically, you might as well call the place Hitler's. And he was just like a genocidal maniac. Uh, he owned half of the town. Whoa. He had like slaves and like he was just the worst person in the world. And uh, they're like, the, but the name from the bar, because the bar is like 80 years old. Yeah. You know, this Kitchener's. And I was like, well, why do you guys like, why? Do, and like, I was like, do you like, it would bother me if a place was called Hitler's. Yeah. They're like, we have to, ki- I think they have to call it Kitchener's, right? And the, yeah. And they were like, uh, they, everyone was, it didn't, it didn't phase them. They're like, it's ours now. You know, we took it back. Oof. You know, we we throw comedy shows in here, and like we like, and we have like a good community. I and bet like, he hates that there's comedy shows going on. Yeah, at I mean, bar. he's long dead. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, he would. His like, ghost. And he is... would see all the fucking uh, like in style black people having a great time. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and like he would hate it. It would. And to me, it's a bigger slap in the face that they took it and made it like a place of like, positivity. Positivity. That's crazy. There's so many like wars and genocides and things I don't even. Mm-hmm. No, like I was looking at the Rwandan genocide today. I think yeah. in a hundred days, thousands and thousands of people died. Yeah, yeah. No, it's upsetting. And yeah. it was like a radio guy, right? Didn't he say like everybody go out and get your guns and get them? Like some guy on the radio. It was, Hotel Rwanda is a great movie. You should watch. I don't remember uh, a lot of it, but Hotel Rwanda was that was like a hotel where they were like hiding people, and it was a. Uh, I mean, Africa's a crazy place. There's yeah. a lot. It's a very crazy place. You know what's a great? If you ever see um, Paths of Glory, it's a old Stanley Kubrick movie uh, with Kirk Douglas. It's about World War One, mm-hmm. and there's a scene in that movie where it's like French people and German people opposing sides of the war Uh-oh. in the same bar, mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful. It is one of the greatest scenes you ever got to watch. I don't want to spoil it. It's towards the end of the movie. Oh, but they just, what, they got along. They got along? They got along because they were drinking. And they start singing songs together. And like The next day they may be killing each other. Yeah. But today we're drinking in this bar. We're just going to have a good time. time. Yeah. It's such an interesting, it's, it's a bars can be, you know, yes, a bar fight is a very real, normal occurrence, but it also can be a place where great peace is made. 
And it's like where people could sit down, have a drink, talk out their differences, you know, and I, I think a bar, it's always great for that. Yeah, it's perfect for that. And you have like um, security there, like a bartender there who's like, I feel like a bar, a bartender is always a, was it partisan? Is that the word where I'm like not on any side? Yeah. They're just so. on the side of peace. Mm -hmm. As a bartender myself, I've heard so many like controversial opinions. And part of my job is to like de-escalate and get everybody on some kind of side together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like when I go in a bar and there'll be a sign that says no politics, no talking politics or religion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, we're not here for that. No, we're here to have a good time. Yeah, we're here to talk about the, how shitty the mayor is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, any other bars you want to shout out before we finish this episode? Um I think I'm good. I feel like I've blocked out a lot of Brooklyn bars or New York City bars. Yeah. I don't know. I know well, you know, blacked out is probably a better word. You yes. Just change out that letter. Just change out that letter. <laughs> I spent most of my life in bars, but I think I was also working in them. Like I yeah. was I was doing stand up. So I would get drunk, but I would never get like fall down drunk, mm -hmm. you know? Cobra Club was cool. I love Cobra Club. Cobra Club was great. Yeah. I miss that place. Um, I miss back Tallahassee. I mean, there was like, I didn't like your normal like Bullwinkles, which is like the big frat bar in Tallahassee. Yeah, no. That wasn't for me, but I would go to P Poor Paul's, which had uh, like free pizza on Mondays and Tuesdays Aww. and like cheap pitchers and like a couple pool tables. So it's like the crocodile room. Yes, exactly. And alligator lounge alligator and, crocodile, lounge. and crocodile room. Yeah. Because the alligator lounge was in Brooklyn and the crocodile room was in the East Village. And you got free pizza with your beer, but it was a genius because you yeah. get salty pizza and you want another beer and you just keep doing it. It's like nuts. Yeah, that's why they give you the nuts to make you thirsty. Yeah. Don't think you're fucking, they, there's a reason. And uh, poor Paul's in the Leon pub. I'd love to shout them out in Tallahassee. I really hope that they're both still open. Um, this has been great. I love bars. Yeah, I love I can't bars wait. too. I can't wait to go to a new one and just start. Yeah. And I want to start talking to people. Like, yes. I tried to go to a bar the other day and they were like, oh, you can only sit with people from your household and all the chairs are six feet apart. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to a bar to do this. I want to talk to a complete stranger. I want to sit at the bar. Mm -hmm. You know, do I wait until after COVID or what? A lot of the country's already doing it. And yeah. I feel like we're just a couple weeks away. Just a couple more weeks. Okay. And there are a couple places you can go do it if you really feel like it. <laughs> um, but yes, this has been the brighter side of bars. What a nice conversation. I love this. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, check us out. Um, we are here every second Tuesday of the month. Uh, we'll be doing our Twitch show that is no longer a podcast. It is now just the show on Twitch. So if you don't catch it on Twitch, you're not going to catch it. Yeah, it's just weird to listen to because we're just like, okay, Space Mountain 5000. Yes, I do like ice cream. And yes. you're like, wait, who's Space Mountain? <laughs> So come check us out. That'll be 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, the second Tuesday of every month on the LPN Twitch channel. On Twitter, I'm at EddieTunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at Last Podcast Network, at Brighter Side LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, EddieTunes, no underscore, Last Podcast Network, The Brighter Side LPN. Um, Amber, you got a Patreon. Uh, yes, Amber Smelson on Patreon. And it's um, I put my cooking videos out there first to get feedback. And um, also private videos just for the Patreon. And it's a way to support me as an artist. Hell yeah. Um, also, Amber's got a new gardening show. That's Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific on Twitch yeah. at 5 p.m. Eastern. Check that out. And every Friday night, she will hang out with you and have a drink on her porch. So keep follow her uh, Twitch channel, which is also Amber Smelson. It's all Amber Smelson across That's the board. Right. Um, Classy Night Out is uh, twice a month. Hopefully, we're going to start doing those live again. That's on the LPN Twitch. Check that out someplace underneath 
N-E-I-T-H, exclusive on Spotify. That's Amber and Natalie's podcast. Um, HowAmericaKillMyMother.com. That's how you check out my movie. Um, It is now $4.99 to buy and $2.99 to rent. Cheap, cheap prices. Go check it out. Also, check out the How America Kill My Mother soundtrack on Spotify, Bandcamp, everywhere that you like to listen to music. Um, The Eddie Tunes 2-Hour Radio Hour, Episode 3, out. It is out. Enjoy it, man. We are pushing and we are going strong. Uh, it it's is... a fun show. I like that you have clips from movies yes. and quotes and comedy. It's like a smorgasbord. It is. And, then, and you know, for the new show, I did an audio sketch all by myself. Wow. Me and Adam Wirtz. Adam Wirtz came in and recorded me. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm having fun with it. And uh, it's my bootleg Google Drive show. Uh, <laughs> so come and check it out. I love that. Uh, it's like people who used to fucking push cassette mixtapes in the street and shit. Yeah. So come check it out. It's totally free. I don't make any money off it because I don't want to take money away from the artists that make the music. So, but I just make it as a hobby and I want you to enjoy it as well. The sacred giveaway still going on. You can DM Amber or I or the Brighter Side accounts and we will send you a sticker. Um, or you can just mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope, which is much easier for us. Please do it that way. Um, uh, you can mail it to at uh, the brighter side care of LPN PO box four seven zero North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. Um, and this week I'd like to promote my new Spotify playlist. I made another, uh, I made a new one. I'm still doing that too. Follow me Ed Larson on Spotify. I love making my playlist. Uh, this new one's called the leftovers. Um, it's all the songs that didn't make it onto other playlists. Oh. And I gotta say, I think it's, my favorite one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's so so um check it out. Um it starts off with this song. I love the song. Nothing to make you feel better in the summer. Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson. Be good to yourselves. This has been the brighter side. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. 
terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. 